thing is God is looking for, 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 for people who are deeply spiritual. Let us go to John 4.23. I know you know this scripture. Now, I might be talking about leadership in church, but leadership in general, you as a parent, you as a father, you as a manager at work, you as everything that you are, you've got to be a front person. If you're a leader, you must be a front person. A lot, of, a lot of people miss even their promotion at work because when, it, when it's time for meetings and, 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 and you're called to the meeting, you just carry your notebook and you wait for others to talk and all you do is nod your head and never participate in any way and stuff. You must just open your mouth. Say something. Make people remember you for saying something. Make people remember that they must know you were there. But, but you sit in a meeting and you go out and they don't even remember. They say, well, so and so, they say, was he there? I don't remember. Did you see her? Yeah, I think she was there, yes. Now, God is looking for people who are deeply spiritual. John 4, 23. Yet a time is coming and, and has come now when the two worshippers will worship the, the Father in spirit and in truth and they're the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is looking for worshippers. The Father is looking for worshippers who worship the Father in spirit and in truth. God is looking for your spirit and God is looking for the truthfulness in your spirit. Those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Those that are not fake. See, I'm, 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 I, I, I've yet to see one Sunday. Um, they, 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 we sort of like what you call, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Hmm. What do you call it when, when you do something by chance? Fluke it. You know, you, you fluke something and some, some, some of you have fluked prayer. <laughs> you pray something and it happens. Then you try it again and it doesn't happen. Because the thing is about your spirit. There are times when you're praying and, and your spirit is in truthfulness. When you really desire something and you're in truthfulness and you're crying and praying, God hears you because he's looking for worshippers that are so spiritual, that worship him in the spirit, that worship him in the spirit and in truth and he hears the truth that is coming from your words and he sees the spirit that is so, so sincere in you and he answers your prayers and the next time you pray, you're not very truthful. Next time you pray, you're praying in doubt. Next time you pray, you're praying, asking, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Where does your spirit man stand? What is the truth about you? What is the truth about yourself? Do you know the truth about yourself? Do we know the truth about ourselves? Are, are we true leaders when we come to church on, on Sunday? Because let me tell you something. Everyone who's here is a leader. As I've said it before, we haven't even started yet. Sometimes I cry to God and I say, will the vision ever take off before, before I die? Because we haven't even started yet. This is not the church. 
This is a structure we put so we stop pitching tent. That was the meeting we had. We said we can't be pitching tent because people were tired of carrying these chains for, from the storage house. And we said, what's the solution? Because when we came here, we were about a thousand of us. And people disappeared because of carrying chairs. <laughs> the men just disappeared. Those who had buckets disappeared because their buckets were always piled up with chairs. And people would not like their buckets piled up with chairs. And you know when your car is not yours, when you're piling up a, a chair with, 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 uh, with, with metal legs like this, you're scratching the other man's car and you're just dumping it because you, you, you're tired of carrying chairs. And the owner is watching and thinking, no, my car can't go through this. And next Sunday they're not there. And, and how many of you, <laughs> oh, God is so good. How many of you remember the tent we had here? It was a small church tent and the, and the numbers dwindled because we couldn't even afford to get a big tent we're in a small tent and that tent during windy times would want to fall upon us and we decided to do this and this is not the building the land is there and is waiting for the real thing to happen but how are we going to do it without leaders that have a heart for God? Because everybody is so, is so mediocre about everything. It's not about the money. It's about the faithfulness to God. Because God says, I will establish. I'm looking for leaders. When I find them, I will establish. I will make things happen. I'll make things come to pass. And, and I know I'm talking to the right people. Because I know the anointing in you. And I refuse the devil to sit on it. And I declare God knows about you. So in John 4, 24, the Bible says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. You see, God is not there to change your life or, God, or, or I mean, judge your life. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. If, if, God, if God wanted to change your life, I think would, most of us would be on a surgery table every day. God understood who you are. He loved you as you are. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strength. That's why he put Jesus in our lives. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the power. Jesus is the covering. Jesus is the one that has linked our relationship with God. When God looks at Jesus, he sees you through Jesus. He doesn't see you on your own. If you saw you on your own, you will not be worthy for him. But Jesus died for you to cover you so you can stand and come boldly before the Father. In the name of Jesus because Jesus has given you the opportunity to stand and God is saying I'm looking for those people who come to me in the name of Jesus in the spirit of Christ I don't care where you've been yesterday but when you come to me come in the spirit of Christ I don't care what you're doing yesterday but when you come to me come to the spirit of Christ because when you come to me with the spirit of Christ you will repent of your things that I've done yesterday I'll speak to God truly so and say today I stand here because I know God is on my side because I know you love me as I am so my father 
Father, my God, when I pray, when I declare, I'm coming to you because I know your spirit. My spirit attached to your spirit. Let's be one in spirit, oh Father. You speak to me in my spirit. Let me hear you in my spirit. Let me worship you in my spirit because I know your spirit. Turn around my spirit so my heart can be changed. I want to hear you. I want to hear you, Father. I want you to understand you. I want to do things that are right in your face. And God is looking for people that are humble. <laughs> Humbleness is a great thing. Um, see, one thing I've realized, you see, um, us men, we like to pretend. So I'm warning all the women in the house, all of you that are not married, don't look at the men from the outside. Because ah, we can pretend. I can take my last money, go and buy a 5,000 rent shoe, go and buy an Italian suit, Pastor Sarah, go and buy an Italian suit, go and take a car from the garage that I'm struggling to pay. And then I drive and I come to you and say, hello, mama. And you say, there is a man. Hey, do, hey, yo, yo. Look at the car. Look at the shoe. And then, and then, and then there'll be that so-and-so on the side. And he's wearing his suit that he ironed in the morning. And, and his shirt that is supposed to be white, but it's turned a little bit creamish because he doesn't do states of things and whatever. And then you put the two together and you say, we have a mission here, we want to build. We're looking for donations. Tata so-and-so comes with 10,000 rands. And the 5,000 dollar shoeman comes with 500 rands, which he borrowed. Because he can't afford anything. I've noticed that people who are humble don't show it off. People who have it don't, they are content with themselves that they have it. They don't have to show the world. Those who don't have it want you to believe that they have it. But look at numbers. Numbers 23. Sorry, numbers 12. Why did God use Moses? Why did God choose Moses to lead his people? Why did Moses become a leader? Are we there? Numbers 12 verse 3. Why did, why did God choose Moses? Moses, now Moses was a very humble man. More humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. That's why God chose him. Because Moses was humble. Moses was not a show-off man. Moses was not a glittery man. Moses was simple, but understood the assignment that God gave him. That's why God chose him. So when God looked at Moses' heart, he saw humbleness. He saw humbleness. Then, then David 
Psalm 147 verse 6. David confirms it. In Psalm 147 in verse 6. It says the Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. So when God sees your humbleness, he makes know that you are sustainable. He makes sure that you'll never have lack. He makes sure that he'll make you and establish you. Other visions say that the Lord will lift you up. Now that word lift up, it means God will relieve, relieve you of all things that are supposed to be attacking you. Relieve you of all stresses. Relieve you because of your humbleness, you will find relief. It also says that God lifting up means giving warning. When you are humble, you can hear. When you are not humble, you cannot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus! I remember. I remember. Um, um, now we, we're going to be forty years married. It's been a long time, sister. So, so, so. People always ask us, how did you do 40? And I say, yo, <laughs> we write a book. <laughs> so now during the first years, those beginning ones, those beginning ones, when, when, when there used to be arguments, uh, I, I, I'll never listen to what she's saying. Before she speaks, I have an answer. Like, I, I have an answer. I, have an, I must open my mouth too. And then she was trying to guide me to a place of righteousness because she was born again before me. Me, I was still doing my things. Dropping them at church with my buckle here. Castle in the morning. Go and drop them. And she'll say, come into church. I said, no, I'll join you next time. And then, and then Saturdays, she gave me a curfew, area, curfew time. It was 12 o'clock. But the age... <laughs> You know, life begins at 12 when you're in the world. So I'll miss that curfew. And then in the morning, she will begin to tell me, it's not right. You're not, you're not showing the right image to our children and stuff and things. And, and I'll have an answer. Not stubbornness. I'll have an answer. Pride. I'll have an answer. No one is going to tell me anything. I'm the man in this house. You can't, you, you, want, you want to wear my suit. You want, the, the one who want, you want to be the one who wears the suit. And God said, pride is going to kill you. So when I got born again, I realized how dead I was in pride. That how, how much pride blocked my ear. And many people who have got pride, you can't tell them anything at church. When you say something, they get angry. Amen, Mamji. <laughs> so, James says it this way in James 4 verse 6.
but he gives us more grace. That is why scriptures say God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. If you want to see grace in your life, learn to be humble. If you want to see grace in your life, remove pride. Then you see how graceful God is. Let me tell you what grace is because you might not know what God is giving you when he says I'm giving you grace. Now, grace is the divine influence upon your heart and this, re and this reflection in life. The word grace is a Greek word charis. And charis means the divine influence upon when, when the spirit of God is influencing you in the heart and it shows off in the life that you live. When, when God is speaking to you and talking to you and you can hear and gracefully so, you, everybody likes saying, how are you doing? Ah, by grace, by grace. But, but God is not even speaking to you. Grace will make you God who will reflect in your life that you're living the grace of God. People wonder how you survive when you've got nothing because there's grace. There's an influence in the spirit, man, that God puts so that it reflects in your life. And people will think you're lauded when you've got nothing because grace is sufficient and grace is working in your life. And, and grace is keeping you and grace is making you make things happen. Grace makes doors open. Grace brings gifts you don't deserve. Grace has done stuff around you because it's the influence of the connectivity you have in your heart with God because of your humbleness and the way you hear him and the way he's directing you and grace is sufficient to take you to the places where you are so when there's no grace in your life that's when you're lost even on a Sunday because nothing is guiding you you're always looking when, when we say prayer you're the first one in front because you think prayer is going to change your life but everything that is in life does not all need prayer Some things don't need prayer. Some things need you to hear God telling you what to do. You keep praying and praying and God says, I've answered you, but you can't hear. I'm talking to you, but you can't hear. So you pray until the moon comes up, but you won't change because you simply can't hear. There's no grace in your life. But I want to see and say that grace is sufficient because God is gracefully doing things I don't understand. God has got grace on us. We are a powerful church, people. Let me tell you that. We are a powerful church. Many people who come and visit us, they've seen change here. And they've gone out and they've seen why. Because you are a powerful church. But some of you can't even see themselves in the mirror. Some of you can't see who you are in the mirror. Some of you undermine yourselves. You're the one who's always coming for prayer. It's time for you to, the, to be the one who's praying for. It's time for you to be the one with the power. Because when the Holy Spirit came, everybody had a fire. It's time that your fire begin to burn because there's work to do. It's time for you for the fire to put you in front, not at the back. Hallelujah. Leaders who hear and feel God's heart about situations, when he says stop, you stop. When he says walk, you walk. When he says turn, you turn. Now, this is what Job said in Job 31.5. Job 31.5.
he was praying and he said if i've walked in falsehood or my foot has hurried after deceit verse 6 let god weigh me in his own scales and he will know that i'm blameless I want to be that person that God can weigh me and, and, and teach me to do things in the right way. This was his desire. He, he wanted God to scale him honestly and tell him what is wrong and what is right about you and where to change and what to begin to do and, and make something change in your life. And Job was, was a mighty full leader. Job never lead, led a nation but led by the spirit. All his friends saw God through him. When he went through trials and tribulations, he stood in the spirit and the power that God had given him. And God showed greatness in him. We all read about Job not because he led an army. But we read about Job because he was faithful. He was faithful. And faithfulness is something that cannot be found in many leaders. See, you find a church like us trying to grow, but you find leaders meeting in a corner, dishonoring the other member, dishonoring the other leader. You want to gossip about the other leader. What, 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 what investment is there by gossiping about the other leader? Well, what, what's the point of, of sitting down and writing all the notes about the wrongdoings of somebody and, and how, how instead of trying to help change that person to be better or pray for them to be better what's the point of you talking about me and Pastor Susan and, and saying you look see see what wait wow woo how how well, well, it doesn't change anything come and say let's sit together pastors we think this is like this and this is like this how can we change it how can we move forward so we move forward and we build each other instead of gossiping about what another <laughs> let me go in by you mcdonald hey i got stuff to tell you how is that beggar could choke you you see we, we we have to build each other we have to stop pulling each other down I read the scripture again in 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 Second Chronicles verse sixteen verse nine. For the eye of the Lord reigns throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you you'll be at war. So, so God's, God's eyes is ranging throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. If, if God is, 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 if you're fully committed to God, God is always going to strengthen you. The word of God is always going to strengthen you. The word of God is always going to strengthen you. The word of God is always going to strengthen you. Don't, don't take it lightly. The word of God is always going to strengthen you. But the word that is missing there is committed. Are you committed to the word? Because if you're not, you won't find strength. But those who are committed, they find strength. But, but 
if you do foolish things, you're always going to be at war. So every time I'm, I'm, I'm at war, I ask God, what, what foolish thing am I doing? Why am I in so much warfare? What foolish thing am I doing? Show me the foolish thing I'm doing so I can come out of it or I can attack it or I can change because all I need is to be committed to your word. And I'm telling you by the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God in this church, everyone who's here, God is going to deliver you this year. God is going to take you out of a situation this year because we desire to be pastors and leaders who pray and see change come. I went to finish to visit my 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 younger brother uh, with with my wife. We 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 had gone to my sister's wedding, and 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 he he came to me and said, you know, my my son, he's a problem. The the group of people he's just with, and and the things he's doing and stuff is just I can't just take it. And and we all pray here for our children because the kingdom of darkness is is attacking our kids so much. He wants to destroy our kids. He wants to put them into drugs. He wants to do, make them do things that don't, we don't even understand. In this new generation they are in. So, so my, my, my brother was overwhelmed. And he said, please pray. And, 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 and when we went to pray, I know they were waiting for, for that power and anointing of, 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 of deliverance. Because wherever we pray, there's deliverance. He was anticipating his, his son to, to, to fall down and stuff happens and, and stuff. And when, when I prayed, God told me, just pray and leave him so. Because this is not the day. And I prayed and, and I left him so. And my sister looked at me like, really, why didn't you seem like you're putting your heart into it? And I just said, it's okay. Guess what? Yesterday we're sitting down with my wife and, and he phoned. And he said, Uncle, you don't know what happened to me. God hit me. I'm telling you, everything I used to do to church, I'm going back to do it. My life has changed. Something has happened. Somebody, something came out of me and stuff. And, then, and I was busy preparing the message. And I began to celebrate. And I said, God, every seed you sow. So I'm telling you that when we pray, every prayer we pray, it's going to manifest in your life one day. And I'm telling you right now that something is going to change in your life. Not because there's greatness, but because there's a commitment to the word of God. When you commit to the word of God and you cry for people, things will change. And God is looking for leaders who worship him in truth and in spirit. And you're one of those people. You need to begin to pray right now because change is about to happen. We're going into a situation in the world that is going to be more difficult than where we are right now. And God is seeking for people who can pray that even when we're in the hardest of times, there shall be establishment in your family. There shall be difference in your family because God is there. You won't be part of those that are going down, but God is going to lift you up because you are humble. God is looking for leaders. I tell you, I feel the anointing right now. God is doing something for somebody and God is going to do it because he has seen you. All he wants you to do is to come to the front. Stop sitting at the back and doing things from the back. Stand up for the Lord and begin to do things for God. And see the grace manifest in your life. Hallelujah. So, because of time, 
I'm going to just run through the story fast. So we remember the story of David. David, David, David wanted to, 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 so, so David, David has a, has, has a connectivity with God. David is, is a young boy, but he has a connectivity with God. Let's put Judges 2016. Judges 2016 uh, on the screen. It says, among those soldiers, there were 700 chosen men who were left-handed, each of whom could sling a stone at a hair and not miss it. This was in the army of, of the Israelites. The, 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 the sling that David used to kill Goliath, David used to watch them. And David was not in the army, but he went to practice on his own because he could see that I want to do that. I want to do that. He never understood why he had a certain desire for the sling. He never knew that one day the sling would make him fight Goliath. But he had a desire. And I'm telling you, some of you God is putting in a desire in your heart and you don't understand it yet. But the use for it is going to come. At the time when God appointed to. So he imitated those people. So to cut a long story short, you can't use other people's, uh, um, um, how can you say, the way people do things is not the way you're going to do your things. So, so, so Saul came and, and he said, okay, let me put the sword on you and the armor on you. And David said, this is not me. He said, let me tell you, my king, I fought a lion and I fought and I fought and I fought and, 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 and I know that this guy is going down. Why? Because of what God has led me to be able to do in the past. And some of you have got testimonies and you don't understand what your testimony is all about. Can you put Revelations 12, 11 for me? Who's doing our offering today? Pastor Tio. Sorry, sir, I'll, I'll just steal five minutes of your time. Uh, Pastor tells us to keep time, but he doesn't. And my wife is always in my case with that. Like, you, you must keep time. But sorry, this was just a little bit too long. So Revelation says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They, they overcame him. They overcame the power of the enemy. You overcome everything by the blood of Jesus and by the, and by, and by the word of your testimony. Some of you have got testimonies you don't use. You, you don't use your testimony. You, you think it just happened? No. God is writing a story about you that is purposeful because the story plus the blood makes you a conqueror. The reason why God made you suffer for a season and then picked you up is because he wants to tell you somebody who's suffering that you are going to be picked up. 
Let me tell you, you can never speak about something that has never happened to you to somebody with faith. Until it happens to you, you can speak it with faith. You can speak it with faith. So, 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 if you know women speaking their recipes, if you mix this and this, you'll get that. I'm sure Pastor Bush, with, 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 the, with the cakes and things, you thought you knew everything, but you discovered something whilst you're doing cakes. Now you can tell somebody, no, no, no. Let me tell you, if you do this and do that, this happens. Because you've experienced it. It's your testimony. And we don't use our testimonies. We, 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 just, we just say to ourselves, oh, thank you, God. And that's all. No, God is building something in you because he wants you to use it. So let's, let's look at David quickly in 1 Samuel 17 verse 34. They overcame him. Oh. 1 Samuel 17 verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a, a sheep from the flock, verse 35, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it and killed it. He's talking to Saul and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't want to use Saul's things. He, 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 he has a testimony. He's, he's going to sit on his testimony because his testimony is going to give him power. So David was not, when he faced Goliath, he wasn't focusing on what everybody else was focusing. He was angry at the, at the way he was talking against his God. He was focusing on, on the thing that was attacking the people. Hallelujah. The leader was, was focusing on the thing that was attacking the people. The leader was focusing on the thing that was attacking the people. What is it that is attacking the people? What is it that is putting the people down? What is it that is putting the people in fear? What is it that is making the people not move forward? The leader was focusing on the thing that was, what, what was, that was attacking the, he was angry at the thing that was attacking the people. And he said, I'm going to solve this, not your way, so, but I'm not going to do it my way. And so he had spoken to him and said, you won't be able to. But Saul's words did not enter David because God has spoken to him in his heart. When God has spoken to you, not even the pastor can denter you. Can you hear me? Saul was the king. He was telling David, I'm the king here, son. You're just a shepherd boy. You won't be able to do this thing. And, and he told him, I'm going to do it. I've got a testimony. I've seen God do stuff for me. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm king. Sit down. Pastor, sit down. I'm going to do it. My leader, sit down. I'm going to do it. So if we're all lead, waiting for the leader to do it, who can't do it, then it won't be done. 
So who's going to be the one who says, okay, king, sit down, I'm going to do it. How are you going to do it? Don't worry, I've got a testimony. I've seen God work on my part. And this thing that is hindering us from going forward, I'm going to cut it off. It's not always the king who does it. It's not always the pastor who does it. It's not always your boss who does it. You're a leader. There must be an anointing in you that makes you make things change. So, so he, he took his sling he, he, there was, versus the sword. Everybody was holding, all the army people were holding swords. And David said, I'm not going to use a sword. <laughs> and he went with a stick. And, 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 and Goliath laughed and said, what you come to me holding a stick? You think I'm a dog? And, and, and he don't, he don't understand the, 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 the testimonies on that stick. And he waved it to him and said, the Lord, the God that killed the lion, the God that killed the bear, the God that did all the things for me is going to put you down today. I have testimonies and I'm going to be writing you as part of the testimonies today. So I want us to stand up right now. Because the, <coughs> <coughs> the Goliath in your life, um, sorry, the Goliath in your life, the Goliath in your, what is it that has been standing in front of you and, and speaking to you and shouting at you and making you a leader that stands at the back? What is he that, that has been standing in front of you for so long and, and you can't make it shift? There's an anointing in your life and that thing has to shift in the name of Jesus. Somebody here, finances are, are supposed to come to you and, and things keep hindering them. But we want to say in the name of Jesus, they are coming to you. Somebody here needs a particular kind of healing. And, and it's been hard to get that kind of healing. But it's coming to you in the name of Jesus. What is this, this, this collab thing that has been standing in you? That has been trying to hinder you getting what you want to get? What is this collab that is trying to make your marriage not work the way you want it to work? can't stand because when you focus on it but by, by the power of your testimony and the blood of Jesus that thing should go away because if God did it before he'll do it again there's no doubt that God is going to do it again because he's going to do it again right now somebody has to hear me he's going to do it again right now there's change coming to your life right now in the name of Jesus there's a power coming to your life right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah say my father my God my father my God so the one thing that happened when we're reading this word today is that Job said I stand in front of you and I want you to weigh me So I wanted you to be weighed this morning. I wanted to call your father and let him weigh you. 
we don't want to know what you've been through it's between you and your father and your father will never expose you but when you're standing with your father tell him in your spirit because god is spirit and tell him exactly you know you got to weigh me because these things have got to move in my life because i need a life that's going to take me forward we won't know about it because god is not that kind of god who's a gossiper he won't say your things to another person he wants you to be who you are say my father my god my father my god this morning weigh me see my heart because i need to move forward my father my god every power every spirit of goliath that is keeping me in a distance keeping me in fear today i declare war against you i have a testimony god has done things for me before and right now you my problem you are also moving right now 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 in the name of jesus say my problem you are moving right now in the name of jesus you my problem you are moving you are shifting right now right now right now right now in the name of jesus if you believe your problem is shout is moving shout a big hallelujah i say shout a big hallelujah i say shout a big hallelujah you are moving 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 in the name of jesus my problem we are a church that is after god's heart and he will never fail in jesus' name hallelujah Let's give God the glory. Amen. Thank you, Pastor.